State of Nature, Picturing Indiana's Biodiversity, was created and put together by the director of Grunwald Gallery, Elizabeth Betsy Sturratt, along with the help of fellow professors, local artists, and the Indiana State Museum. The experience that the audience gets is truly unique as a scientist, conservationist, or just a curious townie. With projected videos, large carcasses, wolves, or artwork, Starat hopes that there is something for everyone to be able to appreciate Indiana's natural beauty. The exhibit began in August and will run every day until November 18th on an appointment-only basis. Appointments can be made by emailing grunwald at indiana.edu. Visitors are required to wear masks and maintain physical distancing protocols to participate. An online 3D experience of the exhibit is now available on the Grunwald website for those who would prefer a virtual walkthrough tour. When asked why this is something fellow Hoosiers and its students should experience, director and owner Betsy Sturratt shared that Grunwald Gallery doesn't do the same thing that science museums or many museums in Indiana do. We always combine contemporary art with other things, and we're always looking at different disciplines. For instance, you know, science or literature or... Mm -hmm other arts, you know, so we try to put contemporary art in a context uh, in a way that makes them accessible and makes them sort of relevant. Upon opening the doors to the exhibit, I am greeted by a quiet atmosphere with cool air and gray and white walls, giving the light a softness to it. At the center of my attention is a black projected screen. A lone white tree stands in the middle, its branches bare. Slowly, a humming sound fills the space as white shadows of birds fill the branches until there are millions of them flying upwards. The humming gets louder as the birds multiply. Finally, the birds leave the tree one by one as the sound dissipates. The piece I just described is a creation by combined artists Susanna Saylor and Edward Morris who work with photography, video, writing, and installation to project aspects of nature, culture, and ecology. Eclipse is a video that remembers the passenger pigeon, a species that went extinct over a hundred years ago. The passenger pigeon is known for once being the most abundant bird species in North America, flying in flocks so great that the sky would even darken as they passed overhead. The National Audubon Society compared the pigeons to a noonday eclipse. On September 1st, 1914, the last known passenger pigeon, Martha, died in captivity. Sailor Morris acknowledged this species, explaining how the video installation, quote, evokes the once overwhelming, even frightening number of birds, as well as their delicate beauty, the sadness of their loss, and irreversible disappearance, end quote. Eclipse is an accurate example for the rest of the exhibit, where each piece can gain thoughtfulness and compassion from the viewer. One person in the exhibit exclaims, it invites you to just feel its love, while studying a life-size carcass replica of the Jefferson ground sloth, a species that has been recovered from Ice Age sites in the Midwest. During the 19th century, when Indiana University was being established, Indiana was covered with lush forests and diverse ecosystems. Fast track to the industrial age, and now, urbanization has created a lifestyle of normalizing reliance on technology, and as a result, the natural biodiversity of the state has gone neglected. Nature Deficit Disorder was a phrase coined by author Richard Louvre from his book Last Child in the Woods. Nature Deficit Disorder refers to most children who as a whole are spending less time outside, resulting in numerous behavioral problems. 
Louv explained that causes for this may be parental restrictions and fears, and the lure of electronic devices. In regards to the exhibit, Indiana University biologist and professor Roger P. Hangarter stated, quote, As our ecosystems continue to degrade under our feet and around us, State of Nature will provide viewers with a visually compelling place to explore, exam, question, connect to, and contemplate what we stand to lose if we fail to change the way we treat the natural world, end quote. Although the exhibit won't last forever, Surratt said she hopes the impression this makes on viewers will last in appreciating our surroundings and learning from them. One thing that this has helped me do is appreciate where I am in a way. Of course, it didn't hurt that COVID hit too, because, you know, I think we've all had to really think about where we are. You know, there's a big um, sort of movement at IU. Everybody thinks that everything outside this place is better. Yeah, so appreciating where we are, and yeah. it's given me the opportunity to, to do a lot of searching and road trips and mm -hmm. looking at yeah. where I am, and I've really enjoyed that. Sturat explained her personal interest in how people perceive things in a gallery space. As an artist herself, Sturat admits it's hard to separate the curation part from the creative part. None of the pieces in the exhibit belong to Grunwald, as everything is borrowed from the Indiana State Museum and participating artists connected to Indiana. Sturat says, quote, I'm working with other artists to make a statement, tell a story about Indiana biodiversity, end quote. The exhibit, originally planned to be part of the IU Bicentennial, ended up an experience in itself and has grown into the creation of much planning. When building an exhibit from ground up, Surratt explained that you can plan all you want, but in the end, you have to let the energy of the room take over. And sometimes, you, you know, you don't know how it's going to come together right. until you're actually in the space with the stuff. Because you can plan, 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 but I moved. I moved a lot, you know. Her overall hope, she says, is that people can understand what has lived and evolved in Indiana and the importance of preserving our natural biodiversity here. And then I hope that people here who come to this understand, like, oh, that thing lived in Indiana. I can't believe it, you know? Because yeah. people tend to not think much about the past, um, at least in terms of, you know, nature. So I just want people to appreciate what we have. And then that would, in turn, inform them about what our future might be, you know, um, by paying attention to what they can do to preserve what we have. Walking out of the gallery and back into the light of day, filled with the busy sounds of the city, I felt that my perception on the natural surroundings had been reset, and the beauty of Indiana seemed brighter than before. For WFHB, I'm Katrine Bruner. Thanks for listening.